think there's a common misconception that if one practices mindfulness or they're meditating all the time, that they're not ambitious. And that's far from the truth. You're actually potentially even more ambitious if you're going about the practice the right way, because you're, you're going forward with what it is that you're wish, you wish to give to the world through the fuel that is compassion and kindness and giving. And that's a strong motivator. It's not to get the result. It's not the attachment to that you're clinging onto. It's the giving that is really your focus. In this episode of Ultura Game Show Podcast, you will discover success from mindfulness, why you should wake up at four in the morning, and the Elon Musk way for solving any problem. Is that something that you love to know? If so, continue listening. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Voltura Game Show. This is episode 35. The Voltura Game Show is designed to bring together the best minds of our times, so that you can have access and integrate their mindset, behavior, and business lifestyle. As a result, you can access your inner perfection in a fun, new, and interactive way. My name is Alexandru, and I'm your host today. Today, our guest is Jay Abasi. Jay Abbas is an entrepreneur and sales expert. For years, he developed training programs for billion-dollar companies such as Tesla and SolarCity, and now he turned into a mindfulness coach. Jay's mission is to leverage his coaching and training skills developed at the companies he taught to support individuals or companies struggling with stress, burnout, uncertainty, or a lack of motivation. Thank you for being here, Jay. Thank you so much, Alexandru. This is uh, an honor. I really appreciate being on the show. This is a crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I've never, I never heard of anything like it, and that's what makes me so excited to, uh, to be on here. Great, thank you, thank you, Jay. I'm actually curious, like, what makes you excited to, to, to be here and to say yes to this opportunity? Well, I think there's a very creative ways in which we can engage with people at a more deep and meaningful level. And all it takes sometimes is thinking outside the box, tapping into who we are at a deeper level, understanding our values. And if we just ask the right questions, or if we're prompted to ask the right questions, we'll get there. We'll make deeper connections. And I think right now, that's needed more than ever because we're feeling physically separated, but it doesn't mean that we need to actually be socially separated. We can come together mm-hmm. Through ideas like this, uh, we have this amazing tool of the internet, and it's refreshing uh, to to be here. And that's what really, I guess, excites me, Alexander. Yeah, I guess that it's a it's an opportunity for you to experience like you know another uh, level of connection, basically, and like your passion about this, like especially in this time, like coronavirus, we are like you know stuck in the house and everything is online. So yeah, it's a, it's a new thing to try in the end. Right. Great. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's, uh, uh, a, a time to, to show off some creativity a little bit <laughs> and the people who, it, it, I think these kind of challenges bring out either the best or sometimes you could bring out the worst in people. And it's great to see that it, there are ideas like this that come from the challenges, right? It's like the light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. So, yeah. Great. Thank you, Jay. And we're going yeah. to have fun today. Great. So this is the Voltura game, Jay. And basically, how we're going to start the game is by rolling the dice. So please tell me when to stop. Hey, psst. One second. Before we start the show, I have a small request for you. Could you please write us a review on Apple iTunes? 
This will help us to improve the experience and to reach more people. And also, if you want to be part of an exclusive group, go to voltura.co slash podcast or just Google Voltura Podcast. Thank you so much. Now, let's start the show. Stop. So it's one. Now, please read the card. What do you want to accomplish in the next six months? Okay. And now the next step, spinning the wheel. Stop. Hey, in French. So what do you want to accomplish in the next six months, Jay, in the area of friendship? I would like to be better at staying connected with friends of whom I don't normally stay, I don't stay in touch with as often. Uh, that's something that's come to mind recently that this is reminding me of. To, to be more proactive in reaching out. So that's a goal of mine, to stay more in touch with people who I don't see on a regular basis. Mm, okay. So, and uh, that is like online or um, you want to meet with them or what exactly is? I mean, even a phone call, Alexandra. I mean, I, I sometimes we get so caught up, right, in work and life. And, you know, for me, my mm. daughter, bringing her to school and her up and taking her to cheer and all these other things that, that I forget about just the close relationships I had with people or who I worked with at Tesla or who I worked with in previous companies and friendships that just, uh, if you just call this person, it'll feel like you spoke to them yesterday. And all it takes is just reminding yourself to call. Um, so I'm even referring to just a phone call or even hopping on a Zoom for a little while to reconnect with some old friends. Okay, so now you've done your card. Now the next step is questions. So my question for you would be, um, yeah, the question is like, um, what is, in, in your life, right? What is the relationship between uh, friendship and, uh, and business and work? What, what is for you? Well, I, I think a lot of my friendships have allowed me to be more effective in my business. I have friends who, get, you know, when I got to know them, I recognize their skill set and they have this incredible talent, natural talent that I don't have. You know, I'm not an, an analytical person. That's not my style. I don't like numbers and data, but I have friends who do. So when it comes to things like that, I can reach out and ask for advice and they're more than willing to give it because of the relationship that I've established with them. And I have other friends uh, who are more visionaries, right? That think a little bit more like me where I can bounce an idea off of them. And so when you have that kind of network of friendship, right? Uh, it could, you could tap into it to further your business goals as well. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. I, it's a, uh the net worth, right? Like the, the network is, is, is a growing, it's helping you to grow and like, like it's worth, right? That's what I'm hearing. And, um, like what is, um, the question is like, do you have like a, let's say an example in your life where, uh, like you couldn't, you know, like as you said, you are more inclined to do some things and you're less inclined or you, like, it's not that easy to do other things. Right. Um, and do you have an example in which like your, um, your friends help you? Yeah. So 
I have a <clears throat> a friend who helped me to kind of create the six month, one year, two year, and so on plan with my business and how to scale. And <clears throat> he even went as far to help me with you know the spreadsheet and thinking through well how many clients to get to this type of income and then at this point would you need to then delegate and have more of a team uh, these are the things where again it's not the really the way my mind works my mind is more just visionary go right and take action and help and serve but i don't normally take the time to stop and plan so structurally so i realized this fault in myself and i reached out to this friend who helped me to to create that that greater structural like actually what's the steps to get from where i am now to where i want to be yeah uh, like basically your friends um let's say uh fill your like uh, your blind spots like your weak spots they, they help you to, to grow yeah and i would say it's important to know what those are you know uh mm -hmm. be aware of what they are and then when you have that net worth, like you were talking about, tap into it. Don't be afraid to ask. And that's something that I've learned uh, and what I think I could even do more of uh, going forward in the next six months, like the card asked. Mm -hmm. Great, okay. And now talking about uh, learning and um, you know um, acquiring skills, what is, the question is like, what is one, um, what is something that you learn in your, um, I'm actually interested in, you know, Tesla, like the company that you were before. Um, what is something that you learn there and now you can say uh, that lesson is helping you throughout your life and will help you, especially right now, it's helping you. What is that lesson? There are many, but I, the one that stands out is first principles thinking. So we learn this and it's very much an Elon Musk approach to problem solving mm -hmm. and that is breaking down what the problem is really clearly succinctly stating what is the problem not based off of what we've done in the past not based off of what's the common way in which to solve this problem it's break down it break it down into parts and really look at it it's kind of like an engineer mind and saying what is the problem and from there, we understand what the problem is and then what's the desired outcome? What's the desired result? And then reverse engineering from there. And that process has stayed with me. And now with everything that I do in my business, and it's gone well beyond that, you know, even with family, with other problems that come up, I think to myself, well, what's the problem statement? What's the real problem? And from there, it's helped me to kind of go through the noise of everything else and come up with a much better solution than just trying to you know fit things into a certain you know slot that may not fit right so that's the i think that's the best lesson i've learned from tesla yeah that's really interesting and so like this is more like uh, the elon musk uh, mindset in the end like uh, to focus on like basically my head is to focus on what's happening instead of like what we think is happening like what's in our head like you know you can say uh, for example it's raining outside and the problem is not like that it's raining the problem is like maybe i don't have an umbrella <laughs> right right it's really clearly defining that and he his mind is unlike any other human mind out there mm -hmm. that he can do this 
in an instance and clearly break down the problem. Uh, that's why, you know, even though he's has the label of CEO and founder and all that, or not founder, but CEO, he, he prefers to be called an engineer because that's really what he is. It's, he's much more of an engineer than a businessman. Mm, okay. And are, are you still in contact with him? I mean, even if you stop the working on the company, you can say that you, Elon Musk is one of your, um, you know, is part of your network? Well, I, I would, uh, I would be lying to say if I had him part of my network as if we had that type of relationship and I wouldn't want to mislead. I have many relationships at Tesla mm -hmm. with people who are um, doing great work there and also the many who've left and who did great work. Uh, so I maintain rela contact with those uh, connections all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Got it. Yeah, I really like it that uh, you, you, I think that's like the, one of the best things, you know, in life, like you've been somewhere and even if it was a fail or a, or a win, like you learned something and you know that lesson can help you throughout your life, wherever you go. But that's the most important thing in the end, because in the end, I believe everything is an experience. So you're Indeed. just experiencing. Great. Thank you, Jay. Now let's proceed to the next player, which is me. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's two. And this is the card that has an image. And um, in this image, uh, what I'm seeing right now, Jay, is a tricycle, a red tricycle. And the card says, how does this image make you feel? Connect this feeling with the pointed area on the wheel. Well, what I'm thinking right now, uh, how does this image make you feel, Jay, is like um, ease. You know, like I'm thinking of uh, the, the period when I was, a, you know, the childhood when I was a child. And um, it, it really, I think... It's like a paradox, you know, because when, when we are kids, we want to grow up and we think like, well, we have so many problems and we need to be adults so we don't have problems, which in, uh, or whatever uh, difficulties to, to deal with, which in fact is the other way around. So I see this as, uh, as ease. Interesting. Now the next step, spinning the wheel. So, whoop, in friendship, ease in friendship. Hmm, that's interesting. So for me, easy friendship would be, well, if there is something like, I, I said in another podcast, uh, Jay, but I'm going to say it again anyway, because it's really, if there is something that I'm um, really good with, and I think I found it to you too, is that I'm good at, you know, networking with people, doing the first contact, doing the first hour, chit-chat, but I'm not that good at like maintaining this relationship, right? You can say that I'm the kind of person I sometimes forget birthdays and, and this and that, because I don't know, that's how it is, you know? Uh, so um, for me, is would be... To have the same ease that I have when approaching people, you know, like I approach you, come on, get on the show, you know, have a conversation, to also maintain this relationship, that would represent for me ease in friendship. Got it. And if yeah. you were to... Questions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you were to ask yourself then, uh, what, would be, what would be the result that you'd hope to be getting from the maintaining of that relationship with ease. Like it sounds like you have a good grasp on being able to reach out and spark a conversation naturally. What are uh, some of the outcomes that you think would come from being able to maintain those relationships over the long term? Well, of course the, there is like, you know, business opportunities and um, you know, grow, but what I'm more interested in, in this uh, context, uh, Jay, is uh, to be you know, just to have this kind of uh, relationship with 
I don't want to have like a thousand friends or something like that, but just like four or five, you know, that you can really trust. And like, let's say uh, I want to go right now to skydiving or uh, snorkeling, you know, something like that. And let's say you are like uh, my best friend or a good friend of mine and you live in, you know, uh, Australia, I live in the UK or whatever, something like that, right? And I call you and you say, yeah, sure, let's go tomorrow. You know, like this kind of relationship when like there is no such thing as boundaries or like... uh, country, city, coronavirus, things. It's just like we're on the same page. So that, that's, yeah. that's what it is for me. And how, how, do you, how do you make the time for that? Because we're so busy, right, with all the time that we have. So how do you make time to maintain those relationships and to keep them going? Well, that's a good question. And um, you see, I think there is the, the point here is like, it's not really we don't have time. It's like we have time, but we don't know how to deal with it. it I, I believe that, you know, if someone will tell me, like, I don't have time, that's like one of the biggest lions, bullshit, literally. Uh, because we all have 24 hours, right? And it's all about prioritizing. It's about how you deal with your time. Because I have, let's say I can have nine hours in which two hours I'm like working or doing podcasting or whatever, and six hours I'm sleeping. I'm losing it, right? I'm losing the, the day. Uh, so it's about... I would say, yeah, time management. Uh, and how I can do that? Well, I can put, I don't know, let's say every every month or every two weeks, a 30-minute you know, slot in my calendar in which I can uh, reach out to these people that I, I understand that I'm, or I got that I can be connected with them, right? That, that we're on the same page. That's how, how it would be for me. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with what people say, when people say I don't have time, I find that it's, uh, it's an excuse and it's coming from the complete wrong mindset and the wrong approach. There's always time. It's just a matter of how you prioritize it, the way you just described. Exactly. So I'm with you. Yeah. Great. Good. Last turn, Jay. Your turn. Then we want to stop. Stop. So it's one again. Oh, all right. Interesting. Now, please read the cards. Name someone who contributed to your life unexpectedly. What did they do that you are grateful for? Okay. Next step. Spin the way. Stop. Hmm. It's in family. So name someone from the era of family that contributed to your life unexpectedly. And what did they do? Uh, what, yeah, what did they do that you are grateful for? I'm going to say my daughter, mm-hmm. Amelia. And the reason it's unexpected that you expect as a parent that you're going to be teaching your kids a lot of stuff. And the truth is, I'm learning a lot from her. And I'm very grateful for that. To, to have that teacher, a little eight-year-old teacher walking around who reminds me all the time to be joyful. You know, she's just joyful all the time. And I forget that, you know, I forget. I go to work and I do all these things. I'm an entrepreneur. I got all these things going on, but she's joyful. She's smiling. She's happy. And she sometimes tells me things like, daddy, you work too much. Be more patient. She's like using these, these kind of lessons that I've taught her 
and she's putting them back to me. So I'm very grateful for my, uh, yeah, my little eight-year-old teacher. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. And yeah, I, I can totally agree. Like, I think kids are probably like the best teachers. <laughs> like, it's so funny when, when we are like kids and we're thinking, I mean, we are adults when we look at kids, we're looking, oh, they are like, they don't know too much, but I think they know more than us sometimes, you know? <laughs> it's so crazy, actually. So, so yeah. Great. Next step, questions. So my question for you um, is, um, so, joyful. I think this is joyful. What is, um, where do you find, yeah, let's connect with entrepreneurship and, and joyful. What do you find the joyful in entrepreneurship, Jay? Well, as an entrepreneur, the one thing that we get to do as, an entrepreneur, as entrepreneurs is give of ourselves in the way in which we wish to give it from our core value, from something that means a great deal to us. You're cultivating all of that from within. And to me, there's a lot of joy in that, in that you are you're in full ownership of the message that you're sharing and the value that you're giving. And when you see that that to what you are giving is providing a great deal of service to another person, I find a great deal of joy in that personally. Mm, no, that's interesting. It's like, it's all about contributing to others and, and being of service in the end. And like what I'm hearing is like, it gives you this uh, sense of uh, uh, contribution and fulfillment in the end. Correct. Exactly. And I think that's somehow actually connected with, uh, you know, like your background in mindfulness, right? It's, 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 I think it's a part of, of mindfulness, right? Yeah. Well, when, you know, the practice of mindfulness has you cultivate compassion within yourself for yourself, as well as for others. And mm -hmm. I, it, you know, I think there's a common misconception that if one practices mindfulness or they're meditating all the time, that they're not ambitious. And that's, far from the truth. You're actually potentially even more ambitious if you're going about the practice the right way, because you're, you're going forward with what it is that you wish, you wish to give to the world through the fuel that is compassion and kindness and giving. And that's a strong motivator. It's not to get the result. It's not the attachment to that you're clinging onto. It's the giving that is really your focus. And I think mindfulness helps you to put things into perspective to focus on what it is that you're giving and who you're giving it to and who you're serving. Mm. What I'm hearing is like, it makes you more uh, present. Like if I have to say like that, yeah. It makes you yeah. more present to, not only to what is happening, you know, outside of you, but also what's happening inside you. Like Correct. your thoughts, and, your feelings. Your... And back to, you know, the teacher that is my eight-year-old daughter, there mm. is, uh, you know, no one that I'm around that is more present than her. You know, mm -hmm. she's there. She is in the moment. She is enjoying it fully. And that is the great example that I have of this teacher to remind me that joy is only found in the present moment. That's really, really powerful. I'm actually curious. Do you know, like, um, like what are some um, techniques or practices that you're using for, uh, for mindfulness, like to, to practice mindfulness? Do you have uh, like something that you're practicing every day, like some techniques? Absolutely. So any technique that would be under the umbrella of mindfulness is one that helps you to maintain awareness of the present moment 
and to do so with acceptance without judgment. And so my technique that works for me is bringing my attention to my breathing and noticing the sensations of breathing. We're Mm -hmm. breathing thousands of times a day and we're not aware of it. So while of course we could do this in a formal way with meditation where we sit and we focus our breathing and I do this every day in the morning for uh, about 30 minutes, sometimes 45, sometimes an hour, depends on the time I have and how much time I need to give myself. But it's something you could do throughout the day where in the middle of the day, I sometimes just bring my attention to my breathing and notice it to bring myself to the present moment when the mind was racing with all the things I have to do next and potential worries and potential anxieties and all these things. Just bring yourself back to your breathing. Notice the sensation of the air flowing in and out. And that is a powerful technique that is always accessible. Mm. So it's just basically focusing on, on, on breathing and being present to where, uh, I would say like, where are you breathing? Because I know there are like two types of breathing, right? There's one when you, when you can breathe in your chest and when you can breathe in your stomach or something like that. I don't know if I'm like, uh, am, am I right? Or not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I read you know, about this. Yeah. Yeah. There's short, like, you know, short breaths that are just more in the upper respiratory and then deep breathing into the, the, the stomach. And that's another uh, a deeper technique, and this is one I give to my clients to help relieve stress, is uh, using a technique like four, seven, eight. I don't know if you've heard of that before, where you breathe in through your nose for four seconds, hold it for seven seconds, oh. exhale through the mouth and the nose for eight seconds. And that's deep breathing into the stomach. And that helps to, of course, bring you to the present moment, but also you get more oxygen into the body and that just creates a much more relaxed experience. Mm, okay and when when do you recommend to do this exercise like should we do it like uh only when you know it, it, we need it like in the moment where is the, the problem or the thought or like zzz, or like uh on an everyday basis like you know for example i don't know uh, monday uh, or monday uh, morning and um evening i think having a formal practice is incredibly helpful it's like i use this example all the time alexander it's like If you go to the gym every day for 20 minutes, you're going to strengthen that muscle of attention and Mm -hmm. being more present faster, right? If you're doing this every day, than if you only relied on times in which you are struggling. So uh, back to that analogy, it would be like whether someone goes to the gym for 20 minutes a day, or instead of taking an elevator, one takes stairs up their building every time they walk up, they get to the top floor. Sure, the stairs are helpful, right? If you do that throughout the day, you take the stairs. But is that really going to help you in your physical growth as much as it would if you went to the gym? So I really encourage everybody to have a formal practice that they do every day and make it like it's brushing their teeth or it's something they do right before they go to sleep. It doesn't need to be both. I mean, if that's some people do that where they do morning and evening, I say to start, make it where it's only five minutes in the morning or five minutes in the evening, depending on the type of person you are, to develop the habit. And then throughout the day, having moments, brief moments, 30 seconds, to where you can bring yourself back to your breathing. So you're like, you're grounding yourself. And that's what I'm hearing. Like you have like a, the normal routine and then like from time to time, just to, to ground yourself and to like like a snack between meals yeah yeah, it's a snack between meals or i like to call it a pattern interrupt where you're going down these patterns and you have to break the pattern and you can break the pattern with a breathing technique Mm. that's one of the ways in which you can 
set, center yourself in the middle of the day. Good. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you, Jay. Now let's complete the game with the acknowledgement sure. card. So in this step, Jay, we are going to acknowledge each other for something that we have done uh, in the round in the game. And I want to be first, and I want to acknowledge you, Jay, for... First of all, I like your... Um, it's very... The, the way you're thinking is very simple, right? And that, like, there is also depth in the simplicity. Like, uh, talking about, you know, you see your daughter as, like, one of the, you know, greatest teachers that you had. So it's really powerful and, like you have this, uh, what I hear is like you have this open mind, so you're open to uh, see different possibilities in the end, because that's what it is. Like you, you went from a corporatist lifestyle, you know, uh, Tesla, and now you're going to, you know, mindfulness coaching and entrepreneurship and starting your own life. And that's really powerful. And I acknowledge you for that. And uh, I can totally relate with, with that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alexandra. It's very kind of you, my friend. And I acknowledge you for the, your curiosity. You have this genuine curiosity that you want to understand and learn. And I know it's because of the fact that you wish to grow, you want to gain some, you, you know, you want to develop and cultivate yourself. And uh, I find that to be very refreshing that uh, you're very open and interested in learning. And I also think, and I've said this to you already, but the creativity behind what you're doing here speaks volumes to thinking outside the box and thinking about ways in which people can really connect at a real level, a deeper level uh, that is beyond the surface conversations that we tend to have day to day. So I acknowledge you for both those two things, my friend. Thank you. Okay, yeah, we got uh, the game from the box, outside the box, <laughs> created outside the box. <laughs> right, exactly. Great. Woohoo! <laughs> Congratulations, Jay. You have finished the game. Thank you for playing the Voltura game. It was a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. I'm actually curious. Like, what, what did you like the most about the game? I like that it gets you thinking. It gets you thinking. It gets you thinking about what's, what's important. It gets you thinking about values. It gets you to reflect on career, family, love, relationships, the things that we don't spend enough time talking about. You know, like we, we, we spend our time sometimes talking about things that are what we want to do in the future and all that, rather than really deep diving into what's within, what's how, what, what is really important to us. And the game, I think, compels you to do that. It, it invites you to do that in a very fun way. And that's what I love most about the game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like it, like it's. Uh, you can see, like basically, all all of these uh, areas of life in, uh, you know, another perspective and in a fun way. So I, I like right. it, what you said. Great, thank you, Jay. Now, before we complete, I want to ask you three questions, and these are: What is one successful mindset that you had? One successful behavior, and one aspect of your lifestyle that made you who you are now. mindset the mindset to be a giver has had a, a huge effect uh, effect on me i call it the giver's mindset and that is to focus on giving without expecting anything in return without any conditions 
That's the mindset, my approach to everything, to everyone, is to give without me doing it because I, there's some, something I want on the other side of it. It's to give and just to give. And uh, The Go-Giver is a great book that I think really highlights that and speaks to it well. And, and I've done my best to adopt that mindset. I, I would love to say I've always had it, but I haven't. And there are moments where I, I fall out of it. But that's a mindset that's helped me with my success, I'd say. And then mm-hmm. the behavior was the second one, correct? Yeah. I would say a meditation practice. That's a behavior. That's something that I do every day. And it has rewired my brain. And the science we have shows that that's exactly what happens to someone who practices meditation regularly. We see different areas of the brain light up. We see different areas of the brain expand and others shrink uh, with the development of a meditation practice. So for me, that behavior has changed my life. And the third is, remind me of the third again. So it's uh, one aspect of your lifestyle that made you who you are now. Aspect of my lifestyle. (laughs) You probably have people say this, but it is one that's helped me. Waking up early Mm. and having that time for myself. So that's part of my routine is to wake up before everybody else wakes up. And that could be 4 a.m., 4.30. Uh, sometimes I'll go to 5, but that's probably the latest, you know, unless it's a, you know, a vacation or something or time off. But other than that, I, I wake up before everybody else does. And in that time, I am doing my meditation practice. I'm giving myself time to prepare for the day. And I found it to be part of my routine that has been it's helped me throughout my professional career and helped me to just maintain that mindset that I was talking about a moment ago. Mm, that's actually interesting. And when, when are you going to sleep? Like if you wake up at four or five, like five would be the latest, when, when are you going to sleep? Around nine, the nine, 9.30 the latest. So mm, it'll be somewhere between okay. six and a half to seven and a half hours of sleep. Okay, yeah. So it's like the normal, the normal times. So basically, you're like um, um, taking the hours that normally people stay more up late, like eleven, twelve, and you put it in uh, in the morning, like sooner. Exactly. Yeah, and that's just you know, it, it really does come down to personal preference. Some people are better at in the evening, as long as you you know mm. you're using your time effectively like i don't wake up in the four in the morning and watch netflix you know i wake up at four in the morning and i do things that are helping my own personal growth and development hmm. and i'm actually curious here as i i also like i i said like in another podcast like it, it's somehow like difficult for me to wake up in the morning right and sometimes when i wake up i'm like okay what i'm doing now i mean i'm doing my 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 practices you know my meditation or my course what i'm reading or whatever but then like they are like it seems like the day is longer than before. You know, it's like, okay, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, what I'm doing now. So I'm actually curious, like, what are you doing? Because I assume that maybe you start the work at eight or nine, something like that, right? Uh-huh. Like uh, in the morning. So what are you doing from four until eight? Like besides the meditation, because I understand meditation, like 30 minutes, one hour. But besides that, what are you doing? So I'm doing whatever the high important tasks are for that day as early as possible. Mm -hmm. So let's say I need content for the day. 
uh, I've already shot the content and just have to edit it and prepare it. And that's something I'm going to post on social media or something. That could be something that I'm doing early in the day. If uh, I have to prepare my blog, that's something I might do before the day starts. So usually it's something that doesn't involve right clients. It doesn't involve meeting people or, you know, mm. trying to, to, to network so much and get, go on meetings. It, it's everything, the things that I need to do that I can do by myself that are the most important tasks. And there are pl plenty of those. Uh, so I make the time to do it during that time, you know, and, and sometimes it's something as simple as going through my LinkedIn messages and catching up, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I got many, a lot of messages and I need to reply and I want to respond or comments, things like that on posts, like those things I, I can definitely do in that time as well. Okay. Good. Yeah. So you're focusing on the, the most um, priority for the day. So you can like, it's like that book in the frog, <laughs> like in the frog in the first uh, time of the day. First part. Exactly. Of the day. So that way I can, you know, when I'm with my clients later in the day and I'm on calls, I'm fully yeah. focused on them. I'm not, there's nothing else that I did that already. I took care of all that other stuff before mm. and I could just be 100% present with whomever I'm speaking with. Yeah. And basically that's another part of mindfulness, right? Like to, I think it's called clearing or decluttering or something like that. So yeah. like you, you declutter and so then your mind, like you don't have worries, you don't have like additional thoughts or incompletions. Like, Oh, I forgot to do this. <laughs> Right. And you could do that. You know, I do it the night before, before I start my day to write out, I have a whiteboard and I just kind of write it mm. all out what I'm going to do. What's the top priority thing. So it's off the mind. I go to sleep. I sleep well, I wake up, I go through my routine and then I look, the board will tell me what I need to do. And I just follow the steps one by one. Okay. Great. Thank you, Jay. Now please tell people where they can find more about you. Uh, you can find me at jayabasi.me. That's my website. And from there, you can see all about my services and contact me as well as LinkedIn, which is a second home for me. Uh, just search mm -hmm. Jay Bossy, you'll find me and you could always reach out to me there as well. Yeah. And all the links are in the description. So it's easy. Just click. <laughs> there you go. Good. Thank you, Jay. Anything else you want to say before we complete? I really appreciate uh, this, uh, this time. This was a lot of fun. This was very uh, self-reflective for me. And so it, it, I got a lot of value out of it, my friend. So I want to thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad that it was uh, useful for you. Besides the fun part, like you also got something. So thank you for yes. being here. Of course. Thank you, Jay. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. This was the 35 episode of Ultra Game Show. My name is Alexandro. I was your host today with our guest, Jay Abazi. And if you like this episode, please share it with whoever you think would benefit this and uh, leave us a review, a five-star review on Apple, uh, Apple Podcast or whatever platform you're seeing right now, especially Apple Podcast. Uh, and um, yeah, share with us what do you like about it, about the episode, what you didn't like about the episode, if there is anything else that you don't like about it. And um, what we can do so we can improve the experience if it's possible. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Jay. Thank you. In the next episode of the Voltura Game Show, you will meet Emmy. Emmy is an entrepreneur, social media ghostwriter, and leadership contributor for Forbes. She has made a career offering stories as a service. See you in the next episode.